I'm Ben Clunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey with the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You are listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. Door still shut. <laughs> Checking the door shut. I can't lock it. Still shut. Today we're recording from my office. Yes, we are. Today is day. Monday, December twenty third, twenty nineteen. Christmas last. What number do you think this episode is? Let's see if you pay attention to me. Fifty one. Fifty one. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I called that a few weeks ago. Oh, um, that was your watch. That was my head. ring. Oh, yeah, so this is episode 51, Ben. Episode 51, to we be released on what will be, like, what, the, what will it be, seven. the 30th? Add 7? Oh, 30th, there you go, yeah. <laughs> Dirk <Dirk-a-dur. laughs> The 30th. I said the 29th, jeez. <laughs> wow. You did! <laughs> 29th, oh, 30th. I'm, go- I'm, I'm normally like Rain Man with chicken scratch math in my head as well. Um, I'll just let you think that, yeah. But yeah, episode 51, we're a year into this shit. That's some Area 51. This is some UFO-type secret stuff going on up in here. And we would have had 52, but we originally were only going to do two a month, weren't we? Yes. And then there was a week that we released two, so we decided in February to do it weekly. And there was a week we released two for yeah, some Yeah, I don't reason. know what that structure was, what we were thinking there. But hey, whatever. It worked out. It did work out. Yeah. Now we do it weekly. This will be our probably our last recording then for, for 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we might record... Steven's face was like, wait, what? We might record... Next, are we recording next Monday? Yeah, we'll record next yeah, Monday. we'll record next Monday. This is the last one to release in 2019. Yeah. 51 podcasts in 2019. 51 podcasts. From something that literally started as a little tool to hold you and We had no idea what the heck we were going to do with it. Fuck. Um, we still don't. <laughs> I just swore. Again. That's how we have that explicit. Yeah. Did I... Uh, tell you on Saturday so let, let's recap the weekend the weekend was kind of fun you yeah, know it was a good weekend fun. yeah Saturday I had multiple people talk to me about the podcast at the event we were at so we were at uh, Cancer Care Northwest nope, nope you still got wrong it wrong <laughs> I tagged it wrong on you the did Facebook you tagged it wrong I corrected you and you still <laughs> said it wrong on the thing. community <laughs> cancer fund we got the community cancer fund the CCF yeah. bash Formerly Coaches versus Cancer. Remember, they changed the name from Coaches versus Cancer to Community I would Cancer never Fund to keep the monies cancer. local. Yeah, because a lot of it was going to national uh, causes mm-hmm. versus local, so yep. money stays local. So we were supporting the Community Cancer Fund this weekend at the CCF Bash, which included the GU basketball game, where GU became number one in the nation mm-hmm. because of winning that game against Eastern Washington. Well, that and I think Kansas lost. Kansas lost, yeah. And then uh, uh, I think Kansas had lost prior, though. So, yeah, so us winning put us in number one. And then we went to the Randy Hauser concert in conjunction with the CCF Bash, which was awesome because it was Mm -hmm. in the old kennel, which is super small. Yeah, super super intimate. intimate. Really cool. He he did a great job. That dude is big. He has a big unit, isn't he? Yeah. (laughs) We were in the office. We're like, that dude's got to be like 6'5 or something, 300 pounds. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's not the type of guy you want to run across and make him angry. He's a, he's a down-home country boy. There's yeah. no two ways about it. Yeah, he is. But And then the after party, which was fun in, uh, in yeah. of itself at the back of the historic. A lot historic of Davenport. I drank more on Saturday night than I have in a long time. Have you? That's mm-hmm. good. Hopefully you're hydrated as oh, well. I feel good now. I even felt great yesterday Did watching you? football and stuff. I, do, I don't get the hangovers. Good for you. We've talked about this before, I thought. but I don't know. Yeah, I don't get the hangovers. That's, I'm going to get my coffee back here, but that's good for you. But no, I had a blast. I thought Randy Hauser, I, I told Lauren afterwards, I could go to more concerts. Like, I liked that. That was a good time. Well, we talked about that. Yeah, um, in 2020. I have $300 worth of Ticketmaster vouchers now that I won through work. So Merry Christmas to me. Concerts yeah. this, this year. 
<laughs> but no, heck of a weekend. You and I had a good time Saturday. I even that convinced you to hang out a little bit after. For, yeah, for like half an the hour. The gig you came and um, hung out. I was still home and in bed, I think, by like 11, yeah, 20 or something. Yeah, it was funny because the concert, so we got to the after event at 5 o'clock, and because it was all dark in there the whole night, I kept thinking it was like so We midnight. got to the Randy Hauser concert yeah. at 5 o'clock. Yeah, I kept yeah. thinking it was like midnight, and I'd look at my watch and just confused <laughs> yeah well that was that was uh what was it the 21st was winter solstice so I mean, we were almost at the sh- the day of shortest daylight too mm-hmm. there for us yeah my so. brother's birthday is on the 21st of december mm-hmm. nice happy birthday brother is this our our one sound sound uh no, cloud oldest listener? Brother Different. Andrew. okay oldest brother andrew so he was 43 on saturday dang that's old yeah, he's getting on. Yeah, you know, I was telling somebody our buddy turned forty-two, who you met this weekend. I was he, and I was like, man, you're only eight years away from getting your AARP card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you get a senior citizen <laughs> discount now. Wow. So before we go into sort of recapping the year, I want to talk about the event, but in a different context. What event? The I benefiting who? Not benefiting. What? What event? Oh. What Coaches versus Cancer. <laughs> See, I would never forget that. I used to do What's it called Coaches now? Versus cancer. It's called the Inland Northwest Cancer. I don't know. C- Community Cancer Fund. There you go. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> so many organizations. Um, anyway. I'm just going to say, I'm sure Community uh, Cancer Care Northwest is probably like, why were we tagged in this post? <laughs> yeah. I'm a jackass. That's why. But I want to talk about transactional relationships and inauthentic relationships versus authentic ones this isn't to preach but i was doing a lot of uh watching observing on saturday night not just at the event before during after and i really wanted to ask discuss transactional relationships versus authentic relationships where people are genuinely interested and i've been carrying this with me somewhat heavy in my soul because I've had a few people in the last few months because I always say I want to hustle until I don't have to introduce myself they take that as me wanting to be let's say famous push an agenda that doesn't exist or and it's not like that I genuinely set out on a day-to-day basis with one primary purpose and it's to help it's to serve right I'm never ever trying to create a relationship to benefit me. I'm usually trying to create a relationship to benefit someone else. I also really enjoy introducing people, making introductions, bringing that. And just watching people interact over the weekend, I realize that there's a lot of people that carry a lot of inauthentic relationships around with them. And this is a really interesting time to notice it, the time of year. You know, there's lots of uh, hugging and Merry Christmases and Happy Holidays and all this stuff. But I watched a few people on Saturday night literally have the same conversation with five or six different people. Everything was so inauthentic. There was zero interest on their part in asking any questions back or, you know, learning about what people are doing. It was yeah. just And the other thing that I have zero answer when someone says, Are you ready for Christmas? I'm like, Well, what do I need to do to get ready? Mm. <laughs> yes, I am ready to eat cookies and lounge around and watch Christmas movies. Huh. I'm also ready to enjoy the fact that it's the time of year where people do things for other people but yeah so i want to ask your take on that if you think about your acquaintances your friends your close friends your family how many non-transactional authentic relationships do you think you have versus and i'm talking about coming at you not what you put out because i I think you're you are an authentic guy it's one of the because one of the reasons i thought you were a dick when i first met you was that I don't think that you were being authentic when I first met you and then you've grown into just owning who you are and doing what you do, right? Or you stop judging me. There's that too. <laughs> but I judge everybody. I think we all judge everybody. Anybody that says they don't judge, they are... No. But see, I don't think that I have... I can tell you there is a point in my life where I changed and I can pinpoint the time where I changed. Okay. Like, but that is, I think, in my opinion, again, I've been the same person since uh, between... It would have been junior and senior year of high school. I made a conscious decision, at least to change, at least any conscious change. That's like, I'm going to change who I am. Mm-hmm. That was when I changed. And I always say, that's when I kind of uh, stopped caring a little bit, at least. Right? We all care, right? About what people think about us, at least uh, with regard to 
things of moral and character, right? You want them to care that you're a moral and uh, ethical person. But yeah, I stopped caring a while ago in terms of what people think of me. So I didn't yeah. even know you thought I was a dick until you told me. <laughs> I guess I don't know why I wanted to talk about it. It's just it's something that I've really been aware of and something that I probably need to do a better job of the people that I allow to get close to me, the people that know me better. Yeah. I probably need to do a better job of my intentions being clear to them in terms of what I do day to day. I would say that there are friends and then there are acquaintances, right? And mm-hmm. trying to pretend that everybody is your friend isn't good for anyone, right? Yeah. It's like you don't not everyone needs to be your friend for one. Like you can be nice and cordial and have them as an acquaintance and know them and know their story but they're not always i mean i would say your friends are the ones that you're gonna like shoot a text like hey you want to go grab a beer type Mm -hmm. thing right those are your friends your acquaintances are ones where you're going to sit down with them usually when you have a particular topic to discuss right and when there's something from a work charitable whatever standpoint something that needs to be discussed Mm -hmm. well the other thing i noticed right and this could be construed again the wrong way i'm going to say it how i feel it and how i witness and observe it you and i obviously share a lot of connections because of this podcast at that event the other night just the circles but yeah there were multiple people that came and greeted us with beaming grins and hugs and slapping backs and as i watched those same people greet other people that that wasn't there and i think so I'm going to well, compliment not, you and me here. I think it speaks to the authenticity that we bring to the table in terms of neither or one of us is looking at any relationship as transactional. We'll sit down and have coffee, lunch, consultations with anybody, regardless of whether we can help them with our business or not. Yeah. So I will say I don't know if that would be a fair way because I was like, I'm, I'm going to hug someone who I'm close with and who I know, right, and who I am fr- quote-unquote friends with. But if there's somebody, I mean, same, same venue – will say it's like i run into you at the event this weekend i'm going to give you a hug i run into a, a an acquaintance of mine i'm, I'm not going to go up there and give them the, the, the warm embrace or a hug no, or anything. Like, it'll be like you know handshake like hey how you doing i understand you for what Christmas? you're saying but what i'm saying is that this isn't us or me and you seeking people out i'm talking people hugging us and but i'm talking being, spin it right and like change wow, it the yeah. other way it's going to yeah. be the same way maybe i mean Especially depending on your job. I would say extend people some grace because I don't think that, uh, for one, it's really tiring to be Mm -hmm. interested in on with everyone, right? Especially in a community setting like that. So you need to be cordial. There's times where it's like, I think, especially in a sales job, sales-oriented job, my stomach is growling. I don't know if you can even hear that (laughs) in the mic if it just picked that up. Holy moly. But it's like there's times where you just need to be cordial and interested because it's the right thing to do right and Mm -hmm. it might not always come across as the easiest just oh i'm just a bubbly extrovert right it's like there's some times where it's like you feel like an introvert and they're doing their best so yeah and i guess it goes it goes beyond just the other night i just have been watching and i see people reach out to me with ulterior motives transactional <laughs> well are you talking motives. about like a linkedin request where they you you accept no, it and then no. they immediately send you a message <laughs> seeing if you need seo services or something like that i think with <laughs> what i'm going through and that's where you could set your watch by it certain people hear things or do things based on yeah so i, I don't know where i'm going with it i just i want to make sure that regardless of what i am doing or where i am any relationship I have is authentic, even if that's authentic. That hey, I'm not so a big fan of you, and I don't I'll want to be around a, you. I got a question for you then, because you said you want people to know you, and you've said this multiple times to people, even when we're in an event. Like you don't wear a name tag because people should know your name. I don't say they should. I say I want them to know who I am, or I want them to ask. I think name tags are an easy way out, and they they kill discussion. But so someone can look at a name tag and go to their friend and say, Stephen Brown, what does he do? As opposed to Hey, I'm Ben, and I'm like Hey, I'm Stephen. And then you chat. So you would say, and you this might be true with the way that you're saying it now to me, uh, you think there's no ego in that at all? I don't think there's ego in it. I genuinely don't. Like, if you don't know me, I'm not upset by it. I think ego is a negative emotion. So for me, it's a want. It's a, hey, if you don't know you me, come and You think ego is a negative emotion? Me. Well, it can be. I think a certain amount of ego is positive, mm-hmm. but then you have to, re- you reach a point where you're, you're when it's ego-driven, your actions and your relationships are ego driven there's there's no there's no positive yeah. in that so i would say if 
so I'll say this too. It's like I think this might sound a little funny. I think some people need to embrace their ego a little more mm-hmm. too. And it's like and there's some people that over embrace it, right? But doing things every once in a while for yourself, it's like I think people see it as egotistical. It's like no, that's there's there's a balance between being egotistical and taking care of yourself right yeah and and don't misconstrue that and so yeah it's i guess giving people the the power and ability to be selfish and be a little egotistical every once in a while yeah isn't even egotistical because in the greater good when your cup is full you're going to be able to pour into others cups more than Mm -hmm. just having a depleted cup yeah i agree i think so to answer your question like kind of definitively and again we process this you asked a question I'm answering it live. Sometimes I think out loud mm-hmm. and I get to where I should be and say things that might offend or whatever. I, I'm not going to apologize for it. But for me, <laughs> there's zero, zero ego in terms of I don't need to be the biggest, the best. I love to win. I love to be good at what I'm doing. I do want people to know who I am and what I do, but not to benefit me. I want to help other people. And I know that my company does in a much more ethical way what we do than anybody else in a much more consistent way than anybody else that's not ego that's a fact so you would work for free if I could if I didn't have bills to pay but I mean so you you make enough money now to pay all your bills so theoretically you could say I'm going to go take that account Mm -hmm. and we'll say that it pays you ten thousand dollars i don't know i'm just throwing out bogus numbers you, you would say i mean they're like we need your help Stephen. you would help them purely for the sake of helping them not for the ten thousand dollars this is where i say i think ego is okay and it's okay yes. to make a want and no. it's okay to make a lot of money and it's okay to acknowledge it look i need to eat i need to be able to and you are that's why i said I you covered your nut yeah so it's not about making money money's a money's a result it's not it's a byproduct mm-hmm. right of doing what you do well yep so yeah demonstrating I would, value i don't i don't go in and try and help people based on how much money i'm going to make on it there's accounts that i make very little on just because of where they're at mm-hmm. but i know we can do it better so i'll sign them and there's other accounts that i can hold larger margins and still serve them well and still be fair and transparent with them i would do what i do for free if i could yeah absolutely i think it's the same with soccer and I, I asked this question of some soccer people when I was they were having some issues and asked me and people want me to get back involved and I won't do it I won't do it for the simple fact that when I look and we're talking about youth soccer yeah, when you look at the coaches lists and the directors lists and even board members who are getting paid which shouldn't happen across the board I always ask if they weren't if this was not their job would they still be volunteering their time to coach the kids they're coaching and the answer is invariably no and at that point it's like so they've lost the passion or at least the the purpose of their passion now it's about getting their wages now it's about paying their bills and look some people can take what they love and make money doing it and do it ethically when you're in a non-profit space with a board of directors sometimes no board of directors I just don't think you can Hmm. I think so that's kind of that was an interesting little segue and full on like that's how we that's usually road. how we uh, go is uh, down some road we never expected to go down yeah i was just i mean <laughs> i genuinely just want to you know if, if if anybody feels like the relationship with me is inauthentic or transactional i'd like them to talk to me about it because it's it's not on my end i don't have transactional relationships i only have even even when i'm buying coffee from someone i want to know who they are what they are you know, if they're in a good mood, a bad mood, how their day's going. I know that sounds kind of... But I'm I'm that chatty Cathy guy, you know, that that's that's how I, I just do it. So Chatty Stephen. We just did the same thing. We both just picked up our, uh, our notes on the screen there. So, so let's let's jump into then that the year in review portion we talked about. <laughs> yeah. I want to I want to hear the stats that you were talking about surrounding the podcast. OK, what do you want to know? Well, I'll kick it off if you want to. Yeah. Can I read our, our what I what I thought I was looking through our stats on the podcast for 2019. Uh, I almost said 2012. What mm-hmm. the heck? Where's 2012 coming from? And the the cool thing is we have listeners from literally all over the world. 
Yes. <laughs> and so what I wanted to... I just wanted to list off a few of the top cities. Like, just go down real quick, take 10 seconds, 15 mm-hmm. seconds, and say what the top cities are that our listeners come from. Number one, Spokane. Number two, Seattle. Number three, your hometown, Green Rock. Green Rock. <laughs> oh, I, I, I added... I added that. What's it, Greenock? Greenock. 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 <laughs> Number four, Cape Town, South Africa. Has to be a VPN. It has to be. Number five, Glasgow. Six, Tacoma. Seven, Mountain View. And then Liberty Lake, Bellevue, Charlotte. Something I can't even say in Sweden. Can I, can I see it? Yeah, I don't know how to say that. Which one? Where? Right there where my thumb is. Vaiho. Vaiho, Sweden. Ashburn, Coeur d'Alene, Bolingbrook. And then to go with some other ones. More Sweden in South Africa. That must be a commonly used VPN. Yeah. We've got Manchester. We've got the Cayman Islands. I mean, it's crazy. What some of that's not a city, obviously, but mm-hmm. we, some of the places that we get listeners from, I'm like, man, yeah. that's pretty cool. I don't know how they found us or if it's even real. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the coolest thing is we have had over 5,000 individual devices. People start our podcast on f- over 5,000 individual devices, which is mind-blowing to me. 51 podcasts, 16 guests, 15 if you put Dan and Lindsay Cummins together. Yeah, 15 interviews. Yeah, 15 interviews. Hopefully we can do some more interviews. The interviews are fun. Yeah, and they, I think, get the best listens too. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. and it brings new listeners, which is kind of cool, because yeah. everybody has their own little following, you know, their, yep. their little they share circle. it on their Instagram or social um, handles, whatever. And I think what we're... Uh, the, st- the statistics, the, th- the stuff we can see is so cool. So I do want to s- say that we interviewed each other. But it, let, let, let me all tell you, Stephen just told us he doesn't have an ego, so I'm interested to see what he's going to say here. No, I was going to say it's not ego-driven at all, and it wasn't a com- competition, even though I know I got more listens than you did. <laughs> see? Um, see? That's what I was waiting for. I'm throwing that in just to pacify you because mm-hmm. that's what you thought I was going to I already knew with. what you were going to say. No, that's not what I was going with with this. Let's but hear it. That's where I tell people to start. If they know you, I tell them to go and listen to me interviewing you. And yeah. if they're my acquaintance, I'll be like, no, go, go and listen to Ben interviewing me. You'll learn a little bit about us. And so you're just saying more people knew who I was than you. And that's why you had more listeners? Huh? <laughs> you said you No, I'm not. saying the opposite. So I'll point people to me if they're my acquaintance and you if they're yours. And I think those are those are good ones. Those are the ones oh, that we interviewed weird. each other. I think there were two of the most candid. I was in a super low place when you interviewed me because I was... I mean, I'm right back number one. Yeah, <laughs> fucking 2019. Round two. I'm not, I'm not mad. You know, sh- shit happens. Um, I will always be okay. Just, yeah, I was in a funky, vulnerable spot and opened up about a lot of stuff. And you did too when we, when we interviewed you. Yeah. And I think those are probably two of my favorites. Your, your life is just emotionally more exciting this year. <laughs> exciting? Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Air quotes. Let's go with that. Exciting. <laughs> Air quotes. <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah. Favorite one that we've done. Favorite interview. Well, podcast. Oh man, we've done fifty-one of them. This is fifty-one. I know it's kind of uh, that's like a mean question because what about the sixteen people that we interviewed that I got to say who? You know, I will say not necessarily. It just was. It just flowed so easy, and it just felt like really good content came out of it for me. And like I have in the last month, I've had some like thoughts around leadership like because we're kind of easing into the leadership one but like the Matt Santangelo one I really enjoyed our last one that only went live today yeah and it just went live today honestly but Mm -hmm. maybe it's a recency bias but just a genuine dude like you talk about authenticity like just a real guy and talking about his passion for his career and having it I mean like the moment when he was talking about like he kind of not broke down but got a little emotional around you know he's like i've done what my passion is i lived my passion really and then mm-hmm. to have it like ripped away from you i'm like whoo yeah like and i was thinking about it even, even with business owners it was like in general it's like you get somebody who's dedicated their entire life to their craft and it does become part of your identity right mm-hmm. and then to be done and have that identity you know not ripped away from you necessarily but like seeing it come to an end right that it's like that's gotta be weird yeah 
I can, I can relate to that on a visceral level. I did it with soccer. I, yeah. I, when you interviewed me, I told you I walked away from my dream job, not financially, made diddly squat. I mean, it was okay. I did. I wasn't broke, but I could pay my bills and eat. But I walked away from my dream job. S- similar, I made a living yeah. from the sport I loved, not in the way I wanted to, but walked away from it, and I'll never ever go back to it. The not same way he can never a, go back to playing profession. Yeah, at least not from a no. I mean, career standpoint. Even then, I don't know that I have the stomach to put myself back what in that What happens if you have kids? Somebody else can play. coach them. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. I'll do you're it. You're going to go I'll to the game. Well, maybe. <laughs> you're going to go to your kids' game. I do if you not have kids need to. Game. My dad wasn't at all my games. My mum wasn't at all my games. I was better without them there. Seriously, I think. But they went to some of your games. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. But like. It was an exception. It wasn't the rule. I used to walk to soccer with my guys. We would we would pick people up on the way walking, like mm. a mile and a half, uphill both ways. Oh, no, good Lord. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Stephen Stephen was born in the wrong era. But suffrage. Here. Straight up, that hit me. The other thing that hit me about Matt, and then I'll tell you what I think my favorite was. The other thing that hit me hard about Matt's interview was when we asked him, you know, about his. It kind of flowed from what you just said, but he basically said that he has no regrets. Mm-hmm. Zero regrets. Well, that flowed from when I mm-hmm. asked him about, uh, I was like, from a psychological standpoint, mm-hmm. having played with people who have gone on to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. like In the NBA? Yeah, in the NBA. It's like jealousy? Do you, How and, do you deal with that? And but what did like, he say? He said... You just said what he nope. said. <laughs> no, what he, yeah. essentially what he said was... No, because I got to play. I got to live my oh, dream. Oh, playtime, yeah. You know, and he's like... He played so, professionally. Yeah, he did. He yeah, just didn't overseas. do it in the US. He goes, instead of getting 10 minutes of playtime, though, I got a half an hour or whatever yeah, of playtime. he was a contributor, a full-on yeah. contributor, which, I mean, even now, very few people that are graduating Spokane are going, yeah. you know, with Adam Morrison and... He and just had Zachary a really good outlook, like I, I feel like, on, on life. And he's parlayed that passion into something, hoop fest <laughs> that is still very much a part of... His passion, I feel like. I mean, I, I would say, I bet you Matt is still very passionate about his job. Oh, yeah. I mean, the passion oozes out of him. We'll, we'll get off of Matt here in a second, but the uh, the respect in the community. Like, I think I posted on Facebook today that he's an absolute gem of the community here in Spokane. Yeah. I love what he brings to the community. I love how passionate he is about Spokane. So, I think my favorite, if you would like me to get into that. Yeah, let's hear it. And I'm looking... I'm like you. There's a few that I'm there's. Like, I know there, that's some like I couldn't. I honestly, think we'll get like some great content. Probably from a rawness standpoint, Rachel Rowley. Yeah, she was definitely. She was well liked too. Yeah, there was just so much authenticity. There was so much energy, and we just talked about this a little bit ago. The passion she has just to help people. Like since then. I've probably introduced her to six or seven girls that have listened to that podcast and hmm, said, yeah. hey, I'd love to chat with her. Would she be open to a coffee? And I'm like, she's always open for a coffee. It was her birthday over the weekend, by the way. I reached out and wished her happy birthday and cool. told her just to keep, happy birthday, Rachel. keep doing great shit. Um, but she's wonderful. And I really enjoyed that. Close second, Dickerhoof, Tyler Dickerhoof was fun. Like you, you, you nerded out I on geeked that. out hard on yeah, nutrition I stuff. I drew on myself for the second you part. You kind of glazed over for some of it. <laughs> we had to split that. I mean, that was a two-hour talk. I know. We you guys wouldn't shut up. You kept two. talking about all types of stuff that I didn't understand. We had to split it into two. <laughs> it was good, though. And he he actually is one that I think is up there, too. His passion for people mm-hmm. is pretty contagious. Yeah. Well, he's part of the men's group that I've talked about yep. several times. Yeah, so your Wednesday morning yeah. or what? Every other Wednesday, yeah. That's an amazing group. And I have an idea for our leadership, and I'm just going to throw this out there. So one of the guys is a police sergeant, yeah, you and I'd love about, yeah. to have him come on. I want to look. I want to get some military guys in and chat with them about the civilian versus military thing. But um, I think if Sean comes on and talks, maybe we can do a ride along with him. That'd be sweet. And have some fun and share our experiences there and the leadership side from the police force. So yeah, I, I think we're only going to get better with these interviews. I think we have gotten better. The fact that we didn't know what we were getting into when we put these microphones in front of ourselves the first time mm-hmm. I think we're less clunky I mean we used to come in and we would have notes and we would have a framework on the whiteboard and now we're like nah let's just have a quick talk beforehand and we don't plan anything everything's off the cuff that's me clicking my fingers if you hear that by the way snap snap snappy and quite often just by not having 
scripted things or just having a couple of little notes with you because there's times where you try and read my notes and you're like it's only one word what the you think you know what i'm going to say and then i go off on and other times where i think i know what you're going to say or you start talking about something i'm like look that's exactly what i've got and yeah just talk parlays about right in it just works as far so. as the I mean, we've had such great listeners. This, I mean, really, all of them. It's like I have literally taken something away from all of them, and it's good because I don't know. Self reflection seems to come in a lot with this podcast. I think for you and I both, and, and sometimes too much. Sometimes too much, <laughs> and then we end up talking about it. <laughs> but I mean, when I so I have the listeners. What I wanted to do was read off the listener. I mean, the interviews that we had this year too for people who didn't. So yeah, if, if you it. listen to this. And you did. You missed one. Go back and listen to it. Last one was Matt Santangelo, who's the executive director for Hoopfest. Tim Schustoff, who does marketing, head of marketing and like corporate relations Learfield, for IMG. Learfield. Yep, IMG. Mike Roth, the athletic director for Gonzaga University. Mm-hmm. Corey Jepson, he's the head of CJEP slash uh, Baller Media. Baller Media. Daniel Lynn's Cummins of the Time Suck podcast, along with a couple other ones. Rachel Rowley of Rachel Rowley. I mean, I don't know what she calls me. Brooke Baker Spink of Baker Construction, doing development there. Mike Nielsen of, uh, well, Mike does a couple things now, kind of. Yeah, U District, but also his Hoop Commitment. Commitment Yeah, yeah. which is awesome. Jordan Tampion, part of the Tampion Brothers of Four Degrees, buying half a downtown Spokane and redoing it. Mm-hmm. Rick Welliver, who actually was a really fun one too, Spokane boxing. We still haven't gone to Montana with him. No, we haven't gone to Montana, and we haven't gone and boxed back yet again. Uh, my colleague Tim Mitrovich, your old buddy Mark Smith <laughs> of Mark Smith, <laughs> at least now retired. That was another one of my favorites, but I get to talk to him all the time. Yeah, so. you're biased. Yeah. yeah. Dickerhoof Part One and Two. <laughs> <laughs> Janessa Walsh, a farm girl fit, and then Tyler Lafferty of like five different companies, but notably seven two and fourteen four. Mm-hmm. So and more and bigger and better to come in twenty twenty, right? And more and bigger and better to come in twenty twenty. Ben's going to help me with a stunt today to get Tom Bilyeu. <laughs> I was like, "Are you talking about for Tyler? Do you know something I don't?" Yeah, I have through some uh, we'll call it back channels. Oh Jesus! Acquired two cell phone numbers for Tom Bilyeu. And I have a stunt that I'm going to put on social media later. So if you remember, there's a bet between Steve and I. Not so much a bet as much as just like, hey, if we get them on, I'm, I mean, I hope I have to buy you steaks. That'd be sweet. Yeah. But every every month for a year. Yep. yep. And I'm six months burgers on Wednesday nights. Yep. You said every month for a year? Is that what you said? For me, yeah. You're yeah. only six months, though. And it's burgers for you. Cause how did that change? <laughs> how did you That's do six months? That's how it was, I swear to God. And we did six months because my task is much greater than so yours. So I have to buy you a steak dinner. Me. All you're doing is doubting uh, me. No, I'm not doubting you. <laughs> That's why I said I hope I have to buy you a steak dinner every month. But what was the time frame again? Six months, I right? I have six months, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I have and that six was months. as of a month ago. Well, January about. through June. Basically, oh, so you're giving yourself yeah. seven or seven and a half months. Pod. We start the leadership. Oh, you shyster! Yeah. But that was to get him on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. I love that you just don't remember the rules we set on the podcast and then published. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember the things that are necessary to remember. Not necessary. It's recorded. Why would I, Why do I need to remember it? Plus, you remember it, and then you get to tell me. Yeah, I'm like an elephant. I don't forget bits. Yeah, so that burger this year, so good. This year has been an absolute joy. And I'll thank you, Ben, here. I genuinely enjoy your company on and off the podcast. We actually do spend time together. We're not this isn't like I know some radio. And I don't pay him either. He doesn't pay me. People walk in, spend time on the air and don't even want to talk to the person when they're outside of the recording studio. That's not how it is with us. We actually do enjoy each other's company. I think well I do. I don't know if you like me or not. Depends on the day. I'm being authentic when I say I like you. Yeah, I'm being authentic um, when I say it depends on the day. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Ben. I asked you your favorite okay. interview. Yep. And you may have to think about this a little bit. Okay. What are your top takeaways from this project this year? I would say my top one has actually come in the last uh, month. And it was really the idea of leading from a non-managerial position. It's mm-hmm. like I, I, I think for so often I thought in order to be a leader I needed to really title and like status. I need the title and I need the power to do it 
right? It's like, oh, I guess I don't really need to. And like that, the managerial and the status and all that comes after your taking of the leadership position, right? Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, I've been doing some self-reflecting on that over the past month. And I think that was the biggest one for me. And it didn't even have anything to do with the journey of 2019 either, you know, being business. But I guess that does relate into business yeah. in a pretty significant way, actually. Well, that I was talking to one of our senior VPs last week at lunch. And I pointed that out to him. I said, look, I've seen a seismic shift in what our company is doing in terms of who they promote and how they promote. Yeah. So it was always performance-based. Yeah. And I had the discussion three years ago, two years ago, a year ago, a month ago, where I've actually not wanted leadership or management positions because I'm like, look, I can affect more leading from where I'm at. Yeah. I can spend more time in the field with people. I can pick up my phone when I need to pick up my phone rather than me being a number manager, rather than mm-hmm. me having five people that report to me and me having to say, where are you going to be here and what's this? And, you know, I don't want to manage people. I want to lead people. And I think and this is this really strange thing, I can lead from the position I'm in now without being a territory manager, division manager, or VP or whatever. VPs may be a little bit different, but it's so number-driven, so data-driven. You're doing much less leading in terms of inspiration. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I can do Depending more. Depending on the position, yeah, right? I can, yeah. I can still speak to who I need to speak to, be where I need to be, still do time great freedom. things. And yeah, I, I can do more as a leader leader not manager where I'm at yeah agree then if you give me a title and a little bit more yeah, money totally depending on the position so agree yeah it's that that's so important it's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about that topic and I remember you we sent it to you and you smushed it together and I was like no that works real well let's yeah. do both we don't yeah. need to do one we'll do both yeah I didn't um, even realize you wanted to do two separate ones I just put it together as one topic and it, and it worked yeah it worked I mean, great but think of some of the people we've talked to specifically about their leadership styles that's what I've taken away so so much this year. Like everybody we've interviewed, even Dan and Lindsay Cummins, they have people reporting to them. Yeah. And I saw this morning on the uh, on the Instagram that they took care of one of their employees' kids at Christmas, like they posted, and it was just heartwarming, right? Mm-hmm. But there's this genuine affection and want to help from everybody we talk to. It doesn't matter. I come back to this a lot. We saw Mike Roth on Saturday night again. He was one of yeah. the ones that was super like. I mean, he had his hands on us and yeah, he gave us you know, a big hug was, for the that was yeah, funny, yeah. He was super excited, right? And I was like, wow, we we made an impression on him. And he's always he tells me every time he sees me, and I just love it. He's like, I always enjoy your company, and I'm like, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, you he's know, a good and, and dude. right back at you. But I come back to this a lot with him. He wants to know every and he has literally a hundred maybe more people that report to him oh, i'm sure directly or indirectly and he knows everyone Down by name he knows where they live he knows their families names their dogs names what their interests are talked about the janitor remember yeah and that to me is a leader yeah you know and i was talking about i think leadership really when you at the end of the day is about respect right it's like do their people respect you too as a as a leader too i mean Mm -hmm. because i know i I, there's certain people i know that have called themselves leaders and it's like no you just happen to be in a management position like nobody would follow you if you didn't have the management position title if you didn't have the authority so it's like will people follow you without the authority if that's the case you're a leader so uh well that's something i know that i need to work on this year and Mm -hmm. i'm excited to have the opportunity to do that but yeah, I mean, I think you know Mike Nielsen is another one that just his focus on something, you know, like in his I don't know how to describe it necessarily, but like his desire to learn, I guess, and to like dig into something and make it work. I don't know how how you, I'm, I'm not doing a good job of like actually saying it or being concise mm-hmm. about it, but it's like was pretty cool too. I mean, his pod, his podcast, for one, it's like he was talking with us about how to do his podcast and trying to make it work and everything like that, yeah. you know? And now he has like 500 times as many likes and listens and stuff as us, too. It's like he's just killed it, but he's made it work. So, And he, he was just a, another guy who was one of those where you're like, you're genuinely good. You're just a genuinely good person. And I listened to the first one of his episodes, and it was talking about... Uh, bite-sized chunks becoming better and using bite-sized chunks uh and uh steven steven's texting me here on the side i had a question to ask. <laughs> i know <laughs> no steven you cannot <laughs> Thank um, you. and uh 
I remember him talking about how his son was doing little 10-minute segments. Like, he got to play ball for 10 minutes, you know? And every day he'd play ball for 10 minutes, right? To, mm-hmm. to, to become get his 20,000 hours or whatever. I was like, God, there's just some really good little, like, bite-sized takeaways from each of our interviews, I feel like, that have been just fun. I mean, Rachel, just like you said, like, the genuineness of her. Like, she doesn't care if you like her or not. And the, I mean, she's a, a confident uh, person, I think, who has had struggles in the past in terms of her level of confidence. But, you know... I sure feel like she's found who she is now and mm-hmm. is comfortable in her in her, you know, skin and soul and whatnot. Yeah. No, she is and I think that's a really interesting point. And my initial idea was to put snippets from different ev- yeah, episodes remember, yeah. in here and then I thought about the time commitment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> call it laziness or call it straight up just being like, No, that's a that's a ten to twelve hour project. It was a lot. Yeah. To it go through and snip little bits and put them in and have a an intro and lead out and I mean there's people that make a lot of money doing that yes at producing I know I didn't bring it up again after you said it because I was like well, you knew I was going to try and rope gosh, you in to that's help that's going to take forever <laughs> um, maybe somewhere down the line once we're big enough that we hire somebody to do all that shit for us yeah because that's too much <laughs> that's way too much well yeah I mean the big podcasts they have guys that their job is to produce the podcast yep so joe rogan those guys they show up they record they're not doing the editing heck no, no if there is any editing um yeah so let's talk next year though so we're at the end of 2019 this is going out on the 30th of december we're going to have a different focus next year so this year obviously well let's talk fitness and health and business so business wise <laughs> we've talked about it a lot we're both in great shape for the year yep um down leaner more muscle yeah down weight wise yeah leaner more muscle yeah and i looked at the original picture we posted and, and both like of us mom, just looked mom. like somebody pumped us well up. look at this we're in my office i'm showing steven a picture that's on my desktop right now look how puffy mm-hmm. my face is in this picture even yeah i was like dang so i look puffy but to the point that i don't know that there's very few days go by now where whether we're together or apart and we talk about this a lot where people comment hey you're looking great yeah and again take that for what it is it's not that's that was never the concept i didn't want people to say hey you look great i did it for me feels good i genuinely took this journey because i was really strong and i was fit in some ways but not in others and i wanted i want to be able to perform at a level that most 38 39 40 year olds can't perform at Mm -hmm. and i'm there i mean i can run jump kick throw swim whatever yeah you know and i can do it well and if somewhere down the line i'm blessed with kids by the time i'm 50 60 years old i'm still going to be in better shape than most 50 and 60 year olds and able to do things that most 50 and 60 year olds can't whether it's rolling around the floor or kicking a ball throwing a ball whatever yeah so i think from that perspective both of us are in a much better place we again we could do numbers maybe we'll do it first one of next year mm-hmm. and we'll have an actual comparison yeah we lost the tape the waist is less calves yeah my pants biceps, are loose all of that stuff is bigger but in a, f- a good way there's more more muscle less fat basically on both both of us um and i weigh the same now i was 198 pounds on friday i weigh the same now as i did when i was 21 years old that's cool good job bud so i remember i'm close i think i'm probably still five pounds yeah well i'd have to go think about when when i got married no i'd I was probably 217 when I got married, so I'm still five or six, seven pounds above. Do you know what I think your biggest takeaway has been from a fitness, and you can comment <laughs> on this afterwards? Okay. Like, you're, you're so self-analytical to a negative point sometimes in the fitness stuff. Like, you'll be like, I've sucked. Oh, I don't want to step on the scale. And it's like, why? Think of where you started. So you don't go back a week. Don't go back a month. Think about the start of the year. Because I always want incremental progress, right? Yeah. So if I fall back, I feel like it's not progress. But what increment? If you go 12 months, you're still f- progressed Short-term, a lot. Yeah, I know. Short-term increment. You've lifted weights. You've gotten leaner. You've spent... You've, you literally did something you did not want to do because you were focused on the process and not the result. Say that again? You hate being in the gym. Yes. And you committed to it and you did it and you stuck to it for the most part. Yeah. There's been little lapses here and there. And I think that just speaks. So there's mental strength there. There's obviously physical strength. There's a whole, a whole 
um, podcast to be done on that, just what you focused on versus what you could mm-hmm. focus on. But every now and again, you revert back to the, the stereotype, like, oh, I ate like shit. Oh, I undid it all because it was Thanksgiving. And it's like, no, you ate shitty for two days. That doesn't undo a year's worth of work. Now, if you do it for a year, then we're going to have to have a discussion again, right? Yeah. But I think that's important that you've you've learned to give yourself grace, but also work hard mm-hmm. and bounce back from setbacks. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time you came in, you were like, well, I was heavier this morning. And I don't understand why I've been sticking to this. And it's like, hey, shit happened. Maybe you drank more water yesterday. Maybe you just... Well, I haven't stepped on the scale in a long time. And that's another thing. I think you're not scale-focused anymore, and so many people start fitness journeys, and it's all scale-focused. But remember, we talked about body composition, especially with Rachel. Mm -hmm. We talked about, hey, you can can have more muscle and weigh more than you did a month ago. Totally. That's that's still a good thing. You've got less fat, less... uh, Less fat around your organs, you know, like your your arteries and everything are in better shape. That's something that um, we took a holistic approach from the start. Like, hey, we're going to do different workouts. Well, and just measurements, like we, you know, instead of just scale. At no point this year, and I want this on the record, and I'm going to brag, humble brag if you like. Um, at no point this year did I meal prep. There might have been stuff in my fridge that was left over. I didn't meal prep. I didn't eat broccoli, chicken, and rice for weeks and weeks and months at a time. I literally had balanced the entire year, and I'm 30 pounds lighter than I was at the start of the year. Yeah, that's crazy. 30 I, pounds, that's I, a lot. I don't think a week went by that I didn't eat you a know cheeseburger. What's, you know what's kind of cool about yours is I think – so we started this, I think, from a health focus on me. Mm-hmm. If I'm, You could tell me if I'm wrong. But then the byproduct is you've lost more than I have. Really, it's like because it's like you knew you knew in your mind what to do, but you thought like that you were physically fit. Mm-hmm. And then when we look at the pictures now, too, I know you're like, holy crap, thirty pounds! Like that's a lot of weight. It's like yeah. I don't think. You, I mean, I'm saying this in a nice, nicest way. It's like I don't think you realized how overweight you were. Yeah, you're right. I, I it's was like because you look good now. You got a jawline. Thank I mean, you. yeah. I was in a place where, like I said, I was strong. I was the strongest I'd ever been last yeah. December. Like I think there was times at the gym where you but were But you like, were like big unit. I was putting up big weights, right? I can't lift the weights I could last December. In fact, this but morning... But that doesn't mean it was healthy. This morning, I lifted really heavy on, ch- on chest. So there was a lot of muscle there, but there was also fat. And I was never more than 22, 23% body fat. I'm down to 16, by the way. Um, that's a bonus. But that's yeah, a I mean, I shifted. Man. I shifted fat that I was carrying in my gut. There was definitely that. My pants. I have pants that are falling off of me that I wore daily yeah, a year ago. Yeah. But no, there was. Um, this is where another takeaway that everybody should take from this year: health and fitness are two very different things. I was fit. Yep. I wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. That's a good differentiation. Um, you can be. Fit enough to run a marathon. How many fat people do you see running marathons? You can be fit enough to lift weights every day. You can be fit enough to hop on a bike and go 27 miles. You can be fit enough to swim a a mile or 10 miles or whatever it is, but it doesn't mean that you're healthy. And I think we have to differentiate between health and fitness. Fitness is specific to a discipline or a event. And health is a holistic thing. Health, for me is physical health, mental health, spiritual health, and health of relationships. Whether that's interpersonal in terms of friends and family or, or romantic relationships. There's so much that health isn't associated well, with that it should be associated with. The funny with. thing is about health is all of those things you just mentioned are all part of it, right? So mm-hmm. if one of them is struggling, that permeates and kind of can bleed into the other one. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. It's like if one area, I mean, if your heart and your body isn't healthy, that affects the rest of your body, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you have to be healthy. That means all of you, all 100% has to be healthy. Whereas mm-hmm. in fitness, to your point, you can be fit, but not necessarily healthy, right? So something yeah. can be lacking, but you can't be healthy and have you know, mental anguish or a broken, yeah. you know, a heart that's, I, I said broken heart, not from like a, oh my God, my heart hurts, but like from an actual, like. Oh, we were there a few my, times this year, let's face it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> but no, but, the, the other things got me through it though. 
Yeah, that, like the, the the focus on the health. The well, and know, this podcast. The, the I mean, I f- how many times have we said a cathartic sweat? Like going to the gym. Like it's such a little thing. But even if I go in there and have a bad session in the gym, even if I go in there and kind of half-ass it, I still feel better walking out of there than I did walking in. From a mental health standpoint, that's important. From a physical health standpoint, obviously that's that goes without saying. But just from a holistic well-being approach, like just having routine and things that you can rely on, you know, walking in there and seeing the people you see and maybe it's just this little piece of motivation like, you know, what we joked earlier in the year but the girl I think has a 12 out of 10 butt and I haven't talked to her and, you know, things like that. Like I might knock out an extra rep when she's close by, you know. A little motivation. But no, I think... 12 out of 10. (laughs) Oh, jeez. But... I just yeah there I am back to just saying things that <laughs> probably get me in trouble um, <laughs> I think next year is going to be great because I think we take what we've done this year the people we've talked to the health and, and yeah. I really do want to have a focus on mental health because mm-hmm. you know leadership and Glad mental you agree. health goes hand in hand and we every day know that there's people struggling and I think there's just this stigma about saying to somebody hey do you do you need something can I help you can we talk about what and you're going you know through? what's kind of funny I think in my particular case like even though I was getting a better physical health like during the summer and earlier like mm-hmm. I feel like the mental health side was suffering because I was focusing so much on trying to become like physically healthy and mm-hmm. calling that health right and I think actually this would be an interesting part I think from observations and talks that I've done with people, I think there are a lot of people who are really physically healthy and they've hyper-focused on that to the point where they have mental anguish. Yeah, they're miserable. Yeah. Because they like, plateau. Yeah. Well, it's like they could be super... I'm talking about people in like fitness competitions mm-hmm. or stuff. Like We talked about it with Rachel a little bit, right? It's like this hyper-focus on your health. You quote, um, their quotes fitness. again. Fitness. Yeah. Is, is, is not... It's not real. It's so fake. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, so think about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn take what you said and turn it back around on you, right? How many times have you heard someone say, "Oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to look like a bodybuilder. I don't want to lift weights," right? And you're like, "Do you know what it takes to look like those people on stage? Going to the gym three or four times a week, lifting some weights, running on a treadmill, playing basketball. You're not going to get there. No. You literally have to. That's a lifestyle and a mindset shift. Yeah. Oh, it is. All you need is a lifestyle shift. And the lifestyle shift doesn't have to be that extreme. Yeah, you know? those guys are going to the extremes. What What we've done as a society, and this we went through this realization with you, what we've done as a society is we've built it up to where you have to join a gym, you have to go and lift weights, you have to be on a meal plan, you have to buy supplements. I was already a member of the gym. Mm-hmm. I literally drink caffeine. I have a pre-workout. Rarely, rarely do I make a protein shake at home, but I have protein at home. So as far as supplementation goes, you don't need BCAAs and aminos and friggin' thermogenic pills. And you know, there's people that go and they'll join a gym and then they're told they have to. And go unfortunately, the world. move pedals. This move yeah. one of their four pillars is nutrition or sorry, supplementation. They're told you have to spend two hundred dollars a month on bullshit. And it's like, no, if you can eat good fruit and vegetables get out your pyramid get out your food pyramid yeah literally you can you can make major adjustments right so you don't have to make these sweep what i guess where i'm going with this is if you're 30 pounds overweight and you drive to your office every day can you park 10 minutes down the street and walk to your office maybe you'll save yourself money in parking don't take the elevator take the stairs yeah Yeah. all these little incremental things and we got hyper focused. I know you're going to laugh at this. I'm pointing at my wrist. We got hyper focused on the performance things, on our how many steps have we got, and this yeah. and that, and the Steve next. Stephen's showing me his new Apple Watch right now. And what we don't focus on is all right. So you got ten thousand steps, but did you make any other adjustments? Did you maybe take in two hundred less calories? Did you? So I think people think you have to go from being completely sedentary and doing nothing to what I do where I go to the gym six days a week and sometimes go twice a day. Yeah. And that's not the case. I do it because I enjoy it. I do it because, I mean, it's genuinely my sanctuary. I, I get more out of going to the gym than I do sitting at home watching TV. Well, it contributes to your mental health side, not just it your physical really does. like you were talking about, right? I love so it. there's that overall health, that overarching health thing that we're working on. But little different, little changes will make bigger Mm-hmm. differences long term a little bit a lot versus a lot a little bit it's a concept i come back to a lot we have a we have a concept in coaching 
It's called whole part hole. And what we do is we do the whole part. So you jump in right away and it's like, oh, I'm going to lift chest and triceps on Monday and back and biceps Monday and by friggin' Sunday your body's aching, right? And it's like, look, no, the whole part is you teach the whole concept. The part is you do little parts of it and then you build it back up to the whole if that's where you want to get to. And it's just a little bit rather than a lot. Mm-hmm. Just do a little bit and then keep adding Bite size. a little bit. Yeah, incremental changes, right? Yeah. That micro habits book that Tyler gave us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, creating little micro habits. Yeah. But. So, well, yeah, let's we, uh, we segue it again. Yeah, we did. That's why I'm bringing it back. You're good at that. <laughs> Discussion about next year. We kind of already did that in terms yeah. of leadership. Mm-hmm. Again, so for those that didn't hear it in the other couple of podcasts, last two, I guess, technically, leadership is the main overarching 2020 topic along with mental a little health. subsect, kind of, if you will, a little subtopic of mental health. So we're going to be trying to focus on things that we can do to uh, better ourselves as leaders, but then also kind of identify what it is that replenishes our mental health and make sure we uh, introduce that more into our kind of daily lives. Yeah. So 2020 ought to be a fun year. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we can get some sweet leaders on. Maybe we take some of the people that we had last year on and bring them back and talk about their leadership style even too, because there's some people on there who I think that we didn't talk necessarily about leadership as much as we did you know health and fitness mm-hmm. and business maybe we talk about leader like a, a true focus now on leadership so again if there's people that you know of that are just phenomenal leaders in our community please tell us <laughs> or out with we're willing to travel we can also do well, whatever podcasts. it is yeah if you know a great leader let us know we'd like to know them so This is specific. Actually, it's not specific to Spokane. You can be outside of Spokane and help, but I want to throw something out. There's an organization that I'm very, very passionate about. They're called Daybreak Youth Services. I know you've done... Were you still on our board when we did the first fundraiser? I don't know, but I attended. So Daybreak Youth Services is in trouble. They have a a massive budgetary shortfall. I have my own opinions as to why that's happening based on, you know, it's not trendy. So th- their focus is... Well, did you read the um, article? I did. Yeah. But their focus is on teenagers. It's uh, drug and alcohol rehabilitation along with mental health services. Mm-hmm. So I toured, I had the pleasure of touring their facilities, meeting a bunch of the girls. We raised a lot of money for them with SYP a few years ago, two years ago and the year before. And I'm passionate about this. We've been able to get them in to see Rig Welliver in box. But I'm going to ask you guys, I don't ask for monetary donations from very many people very often but mm-hmm. if you can put your hand in your pocket Daybreak Youth Services in Spokane needs it um, and just to give you some background what I saw was life changing there are young ladies they, they cater to guys as well but what I really want to help them with it hit home because I coach teenage girls or did coach teenage girls and have a lot of girls that I've kind of seen from from teens to adulthood but they uh child trafficking for sex Mm -hmm. they get addicted to drugs so basically they have a pimp that gives them the drugs if they go out and make him money by selling themselves they get them off the street, they give them a clean place to live, get clean they counsel them through the mental side of it and then they'll work with other programs like the Jonas program and they'll put them Mm -hmm. essentially back into society as reformed people right and I think addiction and mental health are probably two of the least trendy charitable causes everybody wants to give money to food banks they want to help with homelessness and this does help with homelessness a little bit as well a lot of these girls are homeless as well i am going to beg that if you can and it's it's on my given list every year if you can give them a little bit just help them with a shortfall because if that goes away our community is in a bad place mm. it's really important anything you can do to help and I've, it's been heavy on my mind and i've been trying to think about what i can do and i've reached out to some people and but this is a great platform for me to ask you guys and say, hey, whether it's a check or your time, they need volunteers. Buy a pair of socks if you can, send them there. Some of these girls come in with no clothes, no possessions, you know, a blanket, yep. you know, anything. You know, if you've, got, if you've got time, if you have a marketable skill, whether you teach yoga or arts and crafts or anything like that, if you can pass a background check, these people will literally welcome you into the centre to spend time with these amazing young ladies and you can be part of rehabilitating them and getting them back into society in a in a, in a functional way. Yeah. It, it's an amazing place. Well, and you look at the statistics around 
like youth depression, anxiety, mental health issues too. Mm -hmm. It's like, it is on the rise with millennials. Yeah. And uh, Gen Xers or Ys or what, I'm not sure which one is the closest. I can't remember to that, but it's like it, mental health is a real struggle right now too. So I think next year it being the focus of the podcast, but then, yeah, also I saw that on, on daybreak, the big shortfall. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a very large (laughs) shortfall. And it's sad part is it's not, because of mismanagement of funds on their part or anything, it's like a franchise, right? Mm-hmm. When your franchisor doesn't get what they expected in terms of kind of revenues from an outside source, then yeah. everybody's on the hook. Yep. Uh, that's not necessarily true, but I mean, in this case, it, it is because <laughs> they're part of a bigger organization. And I just want to reiterate, philanthropy is not writing a check and getting a friggin' recognition and getting on stage and being thanked. Philanthropy is as simple as giving your time given some spare resources you have in your garage or, you know... Well, just doing what you can do. Whatever you can do. Philanthropy is... You're only infinite... Or, sorry, you're only finite resources your time. And that's the one that we don't give enough of. We can always go and earn more money. We can always go and buy more stuff. We can't give our time. Or we can't get more time. So if you have the spare time, serving others and just helping out in a place like this really will give fulfillment and I'm so passionate about this organization in this case they could use your money too yeah that too <laughs> yeah <laughs> but do but. what you can anyway I didn't mean to get all heavy and in, in, in there but it's a genuine need and someone I'm really concerned about and yeah. would love for you guys to help if you could well it's a good time of year I mean this is the this is the time of year people tend to be a little more open mm-hmm. with their wallets and their time and their hearts so yeah, uh, certainly a, a, a worthy organization but yep. well thank you guys for yeah. tuning in Thanks for 2019. This has yeah, been great. It's the end of a decade. Yeah. <laughs> Not just for our podcast, but yeah. <laughs> just think, 1999, 20 years ago, we were getting ready for the millennium. We thought everybody's computers were I know. Great. Y2K was going to happen. Did I ever tell you what I did 20 years ago? No. I got a hold of a, you know, one of those label makers? Yeah. And you know, there was a Y2K thing. Yep, like, yep, 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 yep. And it was, oh, this isn't going to work. Why, not, not Y2K compliant. So I started printing off not Y2K compliant on these little things my brother did it too my older brother we would stick them in random places like letterboxes and phones and like (laughs) everywhere I thought my dad was going to murder me (laughs) I thought I was going to get kicked out of every job I had I had like eight jobs at the time I would just I I just printed the same label hundreds of times and had it in my pocket and was sticking these not Y2K compliant things everywhere (laughs) it made me laugh just making your parents go crazy I can um, imagine you as a child your poor parents I, I was an asshole but but a fun one. Well, Stephen, thank you for the podcast. I know you do about 90% of the work that this podcast uh, takes. I get to come on here and just talk, and then Stephen does all the work. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth Which it. is actually true. But uh, appreciate your friendship. Appreciate 2019. It was a, f- a fun year. Looking forward to this topic for next year. I'm more excited about this topic coming up for 2020 than I was about 2019. But we're still going to keep them fit. But we're still going to keep me fit. Or healthy, healthy, sorry, healthy. Healthy, yeah. We, yeah. we both corrected. <laughs> we both corrected ourselves at the same time. Yeah. So, and thank you to you guys. Every listen, every review, every time you guys take the time to listen to us, it's genuinely appreciated. You don't have to. We know that. If we say anything that upsets you, you know, give us a little bit of grace. But, well, we hope you guys had a good Christmas by the time this comes out, and that yeah. you have a happy New Year. And be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom.
about now Now. Ooh.